Come on, knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. We've been wanting to tell you all about what we're watching too. Hey there, Real Phil's fans. It is time for another episode of What Are You Watching? Now, once again, life decides to rear its ugly head. People are busy. Things are happening. Jack and Nathan are not here, but... I have my good friend Brad of The Cinema Guys, Tubi Tuesdays with Brad, and now the Old Man Brad podcast. <laughs> Back again for What Are You Watching? Brad, how the hell are you? I'm good. And don't forget Apple Teeny Plus, because, oh, you know, that's the that's the biggest we, one out there. That's the biggest one out there. How can we forget <laughs> Apple Teeny Plus? I love how that. How you Drew? I'm, I'm good. You know, I love that two piece on a pod got a revamp before Apple Teeny Plus was even thought of. Yes. Yes. <laughs> out of our four episodes. We have four? four? I think we have four episodes. No, we we love Gerald. So, yes, Brad is back. We are going to be discussing what we have been watching recently. This is coming into play uh, for the episode 137, Temple of Doom. It's going to be pushed back just a wee bit, but don't worry, it's going to be coming for you. And uh, one of the biggest things Brad and I are going to be discussing, and something that uh, we have both been diving into, is a rewatch of the Insidious franchise. Mm. (laughs) A, a rewatch slash a few of them I've watched for the oh, first that's time. True. That's I, true. I never watched this whole series all that's the way true. through. I, I am 100% doing a rewatch. Brad is, yes, he's actually getting some of them in for the very first time. And which, true. which ones are you getting in for the very first time? I know three and four for sure. Okay. Two, when I watched it, like there were pieces I remembered but a lot of it I didn't. So I'm like, did I just see clips online and just, I don't know. So I'm just saying two, three, and four I never watched because I don't remember majority of anything that okay. happened. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> All right. So one thing that along with the Insidious franchise, I decided to do a rewatch of The Conjuring. So, I mean, we're just we're just James wanting everything. <laughs> You did that, and I, uh, I'm i re-watching. I just finished a rewatch of the Mission Impossible series. Mm, yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's re-watch-a-palooza it right now, I guess. palooza <laughs> Okay, so Insidious 1, I don't think we can deny exactly how impactful this was. I, I love the Insidious franchise, like, as a whole. Um, I believe I was talking to to David in our group chat, not too far back, he made a comment where I think I said like, you know, Oh, I'm not too, I'm not too keen on the prequels, but Mm -hmm. the, the intro to this entire franchise with the first insidious. Great. I think even the second insidious again, great. When you have characters and actors like Patrick Wilson and Rose Byrne, and especially Lin Shay. Lin Shay has to be just, if you had a spirit, if you had a spirit animal for any <laughs> franchise, Lin Shay is it for Insidious. Michael Gross is it for, for Tremors. It, I mean. Oh, yeah. I. And, and Lin Shay brings it oh, for anything that she does. 100%. Now, I think one thing that is highly overlooked, but not 
necessarily ignored, but I think it's just kind of goes with people smiling, nodding within horror franchises or horror movies as a whole is the sound. And mm, the sound mm-hmm. design for Insidious, love, love. The screeching of like the theremin kind of music, violins, strings well, plucking. And, and- James Wan is really it's, good at that. So, it's so like, effective. That's, I mean, that's why Dead Silence is one of my favorites this of is his why because we're friends, of the Bradley. sound that this he does. This is why we're great friends. Because, <laughs> because as much as I love Insidious, Dead Silence is my favorite James Wan film. Uh, same. And it's because oh, of the sound, the way he does the sound. Ironically enough, for a movie where a lot of times sound goes silent. And it's most yes. effective for it's, it. And it's, and it, it is very <sighs> effective. And he does that same way in Insidious. The first time I saw Insidious, I just thought it was okay. I think that's why I never continued through the series. Cause I was like, eh, it was okay. The, I, I like the conjuring better. Okay. So I, I stuck with that franchise over Insidious. Okay. So interesting. Interesting. Okay. So now, he moved on from directing certain aspects of, you know, Insidious mm-hmm. because we only have Insidious one and two, and then the rest is producing. But it's still obviously his hand in it. Yeah, I mean, it's him and um, Lee One L. Right. You know, the, the the tag team is you know they had Saw and they, now they had this, and I mean they have a lot. Their hands in a lot of a lot of horror, especially mm-hmm. then. It's, it's still yeah, now. exactly now. Rewatching Insidious, it's so interesting to see. I think little details that I didn't get the first time. I think I completely forgot that for the intro of Insidious, it is young Patrick Wilson, and I for, I think I forgot that in the very very beginning mm. where he's crying out and he's calling for mom because. The black, the lady in black, the lady in the, you know, the black wedding gown is mm-hmm. is coming yeah. for him. And it's so interesting now, like you, this isn't just like, oh, it's a random haunting. Like she's been coming for him his whole life. And for, yeah. for a while. And she, uh, she, she's still there. Even when you think she's oh, not, I loved the photos getting closer, closer, closer. <laughs> and I, it, it's, Something that I've kind of noticed with doing a chronological rewatch of the Conjuring franchise and also doing the rewatch of the Insidious franchise uh, mm-hmm. when it premi- the premiere order, you're seeing how smart the writing is. You're seeing how well-developed, interconnecting little things, even when Lin Shay in, I think... I think it was the third one. It might have been the fourth one where she where she, uh, you know, she's going back into the further and she's seeing into the past and she finally looks and she sees what it is. And she's like, oh, so that's what that was about. Right. Oh, yes. And you're starting to see, you know, when he gets up and says over there, I'll show you. Yeah. And, and, and there are a lot of little things like. After I finish this, I, you know, you're doing chronological order for Conjuring. And after watching Insidious, I'm like, 
I kind of next time I do a rewatch is watch Insidious that same way I because you could, get one sequel and two okay, prequels. So I also want to do that in chronological. And now the reason why, and this is where the one negative thing that I would have to say about the Insidious franchise is three and four because they are prequels, not just because prequels, but prequels back to back. Okay. Yes, and they're they're pretty much one picks up right oh, after the other. It does. And that's the same one and two is it's one picks it up right after and the, the other. Thing is, the thing that I hate actually they all pick up right after another. They're all directly in order. Like all of them. Because yeah. right at the end of four Oh yeah, at the end is, of four she, it leads right into one. That's call. Kind of, I think that's kinda of right, why she gets the phone call. Why I wanted to exactly. do that. And now, as our friend Paul had said I think in his review of one of the prequels and I agree with him. This is where my problem with three and four come where it becomes the lack of engagement. I think in the film itself, because you have to care about characters. You can't, you can't care about Lynn Shay's character and fear that she's going to die when you know that she's alive in two films prior. Yeah, where the current prequels are going to be picking up. So that's two whole movies where Whereas she is if, alive. If three was actually one and, you know, the last key was two. Right. Then you lead into the original one where it, it, I think the stakes would oh. have. I can agree. The stakes would have been greater. Right. So, I mean, yeah, and I, I liked three more than four because i think i liked like the girl in three whereas four i felt the characters were just yeah i also i also liked um i liked three more than four um i like although i love the demon in four where it locks your voice and you can't scream that's just cool so it not only locks your voice away but yeah like the other one like i guess knocks you out or paralyzes you cuts off it like locks away the life it it closes that yeah. door for the energy and it's neat um it also makes me kind of think that like if the spirits are constantly always there and they're going after the most like open what am i trying to say like the most open vessel to try and like mm-hmm. occupy yet when shay blows the whistle and it summons mom. Mm-hmm. Like is mom always there? Is or are like the good spirits also kind of roaming the further? <laughs> They're just hanging out in the background. Like, yeah, we're just going to stay. Well, that's the thing because like, well, because uh, for three, for three <laughs> films, we've just been presented. I mean, not even just three for four films. We've been presented that the only like the, the evil like roam the further. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, because she says there's like two places you go. There's the light and the dark. And yet suddenly mm-hmm. she blows the whistle and mom can appear in the dark because mom, mom, mom clearly came from the light. Although I do like this. I do like this aspect of in four. We have this demon who has the keys and his realm is. Is, is all it, the well, doors. It's all the doors, but it's the prison because he's locking away. Yes. The ghosts, okay, much like how the uh, the Darth Maul demon 
yeah, out of one, <laughs> yes, the Darth, the Darth Maul team, team out of one, he has his own little like <laughs> workshop where he's listening to Tiny Tim and he's sharpening yes. his. He's he's just right, creepy, but apparently he has his place to go, and and the the, the key one has its place yeah. to go. Where does the the lady with the veil? Does she have her the place? Lady with the veil. Now, okay, so in two. And obviously, folks, if you're listening now, like spoilers for anything that's insidious, obviously. <laughs> here's the, here's the Spoiler thing. Alert. In two, it's weird because it doesn't seem that the the bride has a place that is specifically hers. She seems no. to go anywhere that Patrick is. And it's weird yes. that, like, you know, he f- she finally gets Patrick and then... <laughs> Like it's not going well because the the tainted of the spirit is like killing the killing the host. And although I do, I'll tell you right now, finding like the dead chapel inside the house was one of the coolest things the like ever. I thought that was such a neat little area for hiding all the dead bodies. I yes. thought that was such a nifty thing. I loved that it was like just this creepy old man who went on his serial killing ways and I think always talked to his mom and killed for her. But yeah, he had no place to go. The mom really didn't have any place to go. Um, hey, the old man with the, with the mask, the little like his whole thing was like that room. Because even the old lady, even yes. the old lady said, like, the man who can't breathe, I heard him walking around in your room, you know, at night um, or when you weren't there. But he also, like, followed her to the theater and he followed her to the street. Mm-hmm. And. I don't know, it's it's interesting because his apartment was above. Right. I would assume his was above. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because because there was always right. the knocking. There was always the knocking, which I thought was also clever. Did I wake you up? No, I'm not home, and I'm I'm at my grandma's. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, see shit like that. That's where it's creepy, and I love that. I love the the constant whispering and things that you think you see out of the corner of your eye. It's mm-hmm. it's such an effective way to do the scares. Uh, well, James Wan did a very good job with the lighting, oh, yeah. too, to really put things in the shadows. And then the red lights. Red lights. I red always coloring. noticed that the red lights would kind of show up before something was going to happen sure. kind of thing. To go with the right. red door. Because that's and uh, then apparently traveling play on everything. Traveling through the doors, as we did with the last key, Lynn Shay is able to time travel. <laughs> Cause she, cause she goes and sees Dalton in the in the attic when he falls off the ladder. Oh yes, so she's yes. able to time travel. Completely. Apparently, maybe she, maybe it's a premonition. She sees that. It's I mean, maybe, but Dalton gonna but it's happen weird because like that's the future right, door. But that's also like, but like that. I think that's what like Dalton sees and it scares him, and that's why he falls off the ladder. Mm. And. And you yeah, and they I think, actually I, think right. I don't think Dalton actually sees Lynn ever. If you think about it. I don't think he 
Yeah, because he's in a he's in like a right. comatose state, and the only person the who he movie. actually sees to go inside and get him is Dad. So he never actually sees Lynn. I'm realizing this now. Okay, I'm gonna have to go. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go watch it in chronological order <laughs> now because I wanna I wanna see how this story plays right. out. So that's that the way. only that's the leading only up to five that she actually uh, is presented to Dalton is through the 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 past. Back to the future. Back. <laughs> okay. Hmm. All right. Now I'm going to have to rewatch my rewatch. Watch. Uh, <laughs> I leading to five, which is another sequel. Take, yeah. That will be a sequel after yeah. two. Finally, we're getting back to actually continuing forward. Um, and and they're using the the same actor playing Dalton. Yeah. Just, just growing you know, up. This is many years later. Right. Yeah, and Patrick. I mean, like, it, I didn't. I don't like watching trailers because they show too much. But when we actually see, I think the only thing I've seen, which I think is a mistake to show it in a trailer, but I know it's also engaging and intriguing to get people to get into the seats. Showing the ghost climb into like the cat scan machine, I think was a mistake. That's mm, I. I Honestly, I haven't watched it any. I've seen brief that's, clips that's where you, I haven't watched that was the, the trailer. first time I saw it. And I immediately like I clicked out of it because I didn't want to watch anymore. Um, but I, I, I remember hearing Patrick Wilson, you know, saying um, for years, I thought I was OK. But apparently, like, I've just been carrying like he's been carrying them with him. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm curious how five plays out. I've purposely stayed away from any like I've heard reviews, thoughts. I've heard yeah, mixed I've heard on mixed. it, but so I don't know. Um, hearing hearing, but mixed usually means a good thing so for me. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I I really like to. I don't think anything beats uh, the. I really like to, but I don't think anything beats the impact of one. But I think two progresses more, obviously, since it's, it's a continuation. I think it does more to scare you for certain things. Um, like, like the yeah, mom, I, the two. mom getting, getting, uh, getting, uh, Patrick Wilson's character possessed, you know, like what's behind Josh's, sorry, what's behind, uh, like, uh, Crane's back. The guy who was throwing the dice. Oh, yeah. Um, and and I, I... One and two were definitely the strongest of oh, the four 100%. thus far that 100%. we've seen. Um, and they kind of... I feel like they kind of go... One was my favorite. Two is good. It's just kind of a step down from it. And then they kind of go... Yeah. Three, then I got, four. I got for one me is at the like lowest a, one. At, at a... Uh, I think I put one at... F- Four and a half, and then I put two at four out of five, and then honestly, it's it's a it's a but, jump down. Three is before four has my favorite demon, but it's the execution. No, no, it's one hundred percent the execution. But work. also, again, it's the it's the prequel factor where I'm not as engaged. But the 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 relativity of what they're trying to make everything connect works so well, much like with the conjuring universe and doing that. And I'll tell you right now, doing that in a chronological watch through, it works just fine. 
I think it works actually. I think it works okay. actually rather well. And it's crazy that James Wan is able to do two horror universes using, like this, like using one main actor. Yeah. Throughout it. And I mean, it's worked. I mean, there's, there's apparently an insidious spinoff coming next. Uh, So it's not going to be. Yeah. I don't remember what the spinoff is called, but it's in the universe, but kind of a different. So is, I don't know what the story will be. Is lights out in the insidious universe, the conjuring universe. I don't think Lights Out is connected to any of them. Okay. I haven't seen that one in quite a while. But it is not connected that I know of. I think it's just Conjuring, Annabelle, Nun, um, La Llorona, your favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this, and it's probably like either going to make people upset or or people are going to agree with me. I would watch The Nun on repeat, then watch La Llorona again. I, I like both I of them. Know. I think they're both enjoyable, I just, but... I find it weird that, like, the way to get rid of La Llorona was to pierce her heart with the tree, the <laughs> the supposed tree, and I'm like, this seems more like a D&D quest than... <laughs> than like an actual <laughs> ghost story. And you know, it's weird. And I think this is what's also weird. You have like an established demon or ghost in folklore. Okay. Something that has been around for literally uh, decades, possibly like a hundred or so years. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yet we have one movie where they get rid of it or get rid of it. But did they? <laughs> or get rid of it, as I say with big I don't think there's a sequel to this one no, coming out. No, but because because <laughs> it didn't do well. Um, no, it didn't. But yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's still still good. But go watch the Insidious films. They're they enjoyable. enjoyable. Same with Conjuring. Go watch them all. Go, go watch everything. <laughs> um, gosh. So. If we venture outside of the James Wan realm, what else have you been watching, Brad? Uh, a few highlights. I know one you just recently watched is The Wrath of yes! Becky. I thought it was super I fun. I thought it was fun. You know what? I know, you know, some, <laughs> some people, people are like that we know Gerald um, didn't <laughs> he, like it as well, much, he but he, he said he also had fun, but only with like the second half of it. He thought that it took the second he thought half. that it took yeah, too yeah. long for it to get, you know, get its get its motor running and going, which I get what he's saying. I can kind of see that, but I, I but was there's development. I personally was engaged the whole right. time. So it worked. It worked well for me. I need to go back and watch the first one. But I feel like I kind of liked the second one a little bit more. And it, it sets it up for a third one, which I really hope that right? we get. Aren't you excited for it to be like a third one? I thought that was going to be great. Yes. Especially the way the Wrath of Becky ends. I want to see what they do. I'm trying with to the think like one. what they would even call it. Like, so we we've, we've had Becky. We've had Wrath of Becky. Would it be like the onslaught of Becky? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But I'm I'm all for it. Make it, please. 
the powers that be, I know you listen to Real Feels podcast. Make it happen. Every, everybody in who's important <laughs> listens to Real Feels. Uh, you know, my one of my favorite movies I've been watching recently, Drew, Mad Heidi. That everybody should see Mad Heidi. in my rental on Prime. I'm uh, I'm going to watch it. I feel like I've I've maybe this put it on a high pedestal, weekend. and by the time you get to it, you're going to be like, "Well, eh. we'll get there. We'll get there." <laughs> I played it up too high for <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> gosh, the, okay. So like last week was Fourth of July. Um, I usually do my traditional watch of like I know what you did last summer, which again, classic, mm-hmm. classic '90s slasher. Um. I usually try to get in either Jaws or Graveyard Shift by Stephen King, which is always fun. Um, oh man, I haven't seen Graveyard that one. In a long Graveyard Shift, I think, time. is very underrated. I love Brad Dourif as the Exterminator. Um, Silver Bullet. I don't think I've seen it since its original like video store oh, release. So like around like ninety one. I might have to read ninety two. Yeah, I'm gonna have to revisit no, it's, it. It's fun. It's a fun little thing. Um, but late that night, I couldn't help myself. I watched both National Treasures, and I had a damn good time. <laughs> I really want... They're just fun they're movies. Just, it's such popcorn, and I, I almost, oh, I almost wish, like... I know they moved on, and they did, like, a TV series on Disney+. Plus. I didn't really take a look at it, but, man, I wish we could have gotten one more uh, National Treasure. There's, there's always been that on-again, off-again, like, rumor of... Nick Cage is going to come back for one more, and then it's like, well, it's falling through. Okay. And then it's always this roller coaster. I, like, it, it occurred to me, like, on July 5th, I was like, whoa, National Treasure is like original, is almost 20 years old. Isn't that. Don't make me that, feel old, Isn't that Gerald. weird to think about? Or don't make me feel old, Drew. I just said Gerald. I just called you Gerald. It's all right. What's wrong with my old it's okay. brain? Do you want me to go and get his mug? I have his <laughs> mug sitting over there from live stream. Uh, I am Gerald. <laughs> Damn. So you are. So see, <laughs> yeah, I got it right. Got it right. Um, <laughs> I, I, one I watched yesterday mm-hmm. for Tubi Tuesday was Eden Lake. Have you ever seen Eden Lake? Yes. It's with uh, My- Michael yes. Fassbender and My- e- Eden Lake. Kelly Riley. Talk about depressing. Okay, very, Holy very cow. few horror movies will make me angry. This movie made me oh, mad. Yeah. I, like, yeah. angry. And yes, it is depressing. And it's depressing because of how angry you get. Not at it's bad acting. It's a bad storytelling. Or oh, it's no. film bad. You're angry at like what transpires in this story mm-hmm. to these characters. And you kind of like leave that movie going, fuck. And you leave it depressed and pissed off. Be- be- yeah. When it was over, I was like, are you I, kidding? That I can't be it. No. Is that like, no. you kind of realize that this, this is plausible. This is 100% plausible. Oh yeah. And I think that's the worst part. Um, and I, th- there was another movie I just saw recently called Beaten to Death, and it's, it's, it's not, I don't want to say similar, but it's kind of that same, like, 
the guy takes the same kind of journey of basically getting beaten and just staying alive and surviving. And then you get to the end and it's just a depressing ending again. You're just like, oh, I feel worn down because you take this journey with this character. There's. And you're rooting for him the whole way. And you're just like, come on. Come there's on. one. And you're, you're just tired yeah. at the end. You're just like, oh. There's another one on Tubi <laughs> and it's called Cruel Summer. And it's about a young autistic uh, teenager who goes camping by himself. Like he preps and he gets his backpack, his compass. He has everything and he's ready. And his parents are kind of like, they're a little hesitant to let him go. But they also know that like Mm -hmm. he has money. He has a map. He knows which buses to take. He knows where to go in the for in the national forest. Like he has everything that he needs and he should be good to go because he wants to go camping by himself. Well, he kind of comes across a group of teenagers who don't want to leave him alone. I almost watched that one yesterday, too. You should watch it. You'll be angry. (laughs) I think Eden Lake. Eden Lake kind of... I was like, I'm good for the day now. (laughs) You're kind of... Yeah, like... mm, Let me see. Cruel Summer, Eden Lake. Uh, Let's just... Let's have a line of the movies where I just want to, like, hate fuck the world. (laughs) And Eden Lake, I mean, it, it, it it's a good yeah. movie, and everybody like nails it in yeah. this film. But yeah, it, it will give you a range exactly. of emotions exactly. for sure. Um, last Saturday, did a uh, marathon run of various kung fu films, and uh, Paul over at the countdown was very happy that I finally watched Eastern Condors from 1987 with uh, oh, I don't even know what dude, that is. it's a it's a Vietnam centered era film where a group of uh, men are sent back into uh, back into Vietnam to retrieve some soldiers. And it's okay. got like Sammo Hung and uh, Yuen Bao. B- Bao. Okay. It's fantastic. It's funny, but it's also like action packed. Like, Sammo Hung kills people with leaves from a bush. It's Interesting. It's, it's pretty <laughs> great, honestly. It really is. Okay. Um, okay. It doesn't, it doesn't make no, you angry. No, like. it makes you, it makes you like really like a good action movie. Um, okay. A, a, I like a, that. a series of, um, Asian horror comedies are the Mr. Vampire movies. And oh, okay. So it's, it's all surrounding the lore of like Asian folklore with vampires, how they don't like, they don't come after you. They don't float or glide or anything. They, they hop. <laughs> so they hop like a bunny yeah, rabbit. Essentially they, they hop like a bunny rabbit. <laughs> and so you have Mr. Vampire, uh, I think there's five of them. It's literally like Mr. Vampire one through five. And so I've seen the first two. We watched the second one this Saturday and it was just it, it was hilarious. It was just as good as like the first one, which, again, I it's it's greatly enjoyed. Um, it's comical. It's schlocky. It's okay. slapstick. It's very funny. It's it's a, a definite recommend. Um, I don't know where you can get it. I think it might only be something that you can get uh, 
if you like actually buy the DVD. Mr. Vampire, you Mr. Said? Vampire. I know that um, Eureka, Mr. Eureka Vampire. Video over in the UK, they were selling, I think, Mr. Vampire like two through, I think they might have been selling two through five. Looks like you can rent it, but you can't stream it. So, well, the 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 original the nineteen eighty five no. Mister Vampire number one that you can rent on Amazon for like four bucks, hundred percent mm-hmm. worth it. Hundred percent worth it. I might, I might have to add it to my list. I, I think you should. I think you should. If you want, sneaking yeah. in there with my uh, after dark horror fest there, watches. There you go. There you go. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, good enough watches. Well, oh, yeah. uh, any last recommendations before we kind of skedaddle? Um, you know, if you're if you're a uh, connoisseur of Tubi, mm. like Drew and mm. I are, yes, we are. You know, Tubi Tubi ambassadors, <laughs> as you will. <laughs> they have a Tubi original that actually I found quite enjoyable, called Cinnamon, and it it stars Pam Greer. It has Damon Wayans. And it is kind of a pulp fictiony sort of story it a, to it, is but it about it, a stripper? it's uh, no. She she uh, she works at a convenience ah, store. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it it was a it was a quite enjoyable kind of like a I don't want to say gangster movie, but like a was it crime. Like a crime thriller. Urban, there urban we go. thriller, urban drama. Urban thriller slash a little comedic in okay. some parts. But yeah, it was it was it was enjoyable. Okay, I quite enjoyed my time. Cool. And it's a it's a pretty quick watch, only ninety minutes, so it won't uh Well good. It won't be no Oppenheimer <laughs> no, or anything like that. <laughs> oh, that three hour movie. <laughs> but I think I think that's uh that's it. If you want something weird and fucked up, you can go watch Tear Sucker, but <laughs> Other than that, <laughs> over on Screambox, or is that Shutter? Uh, Tear Sucker. Shutter. I, uh, I don't think it's on any of those services. I watched it on um, Hoopla. Oh, that's right. You like were just, I rented it through right. through my library account. Hoopla. But it's like it just came out, and it it was weird, <laughs> real weird. <laughs> I I had seen a review written up by killer horror critic over on Twitter. And uh, yeah. I don't know. He kind of, but then again, he, he's always very honest and like, he likes to promote it. Even if it's not like something that's, you know, his cup of tea, mm-hmm. he'll always promote it in a good light. I mean, any yeah. horror, I mean, it, it, needs, it needs love no it, matter what. Like I'll yeah. give even the crappiest of movies. See, like, and you the, know what? And you know what? This is something that I know you hundred percent agree with. And I told him a while back, like, no one should be completely bad mouthing a movie. And I always, much like I know you do, want to find something redeeming in a film. Kind of like how we watched that Tubi original the other night. And uh, we were like, what the hell are we watching? And we're like, but this cinematography is beautiful. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. There were scenes where we're like, this, this is, is amazing. Great shot. The movie overall, <laughs> I mean, all I that's what I'll usually say is like the movie movie overall. It just didn't work right. for me. But but the sh- there are <laughs> certain I, shots just like beautiful. any film. 
there's there's going to be fans out there. It just didn't work for right. me. And they, here's why it didn't work for me. Exactly. I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, this actor was terrible and the writing was awful, which, you know, writing could be bad. Writing can be, writing That's can be fine, bad. That's fine, but it just didn't, this it didn't is, work. This is people's work. This is people's money. And it's also yeah. people's time. Sorry, you didn't take the time. Like, <laughs> you know what? We'll wait for your movie. <laughs> and a movie that costs... You know, ten thousand dollars is going to be a lot different than a movie that costs fifty million dollars. So, and, and I know you and I will look at it at it like that way. Right. Then, then you know what they what they had to work right. with. Like you know, my favorite indie horror movie is Candy Corn. Absolutely love that movie. I watch it every year now, and I know there's some people that despise it and hate it. And anytime I post about it, like, why do you like this movie? I'm like, you know what? It works for me. I love what he did with the movie. I mean, in talking to the director, I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. This is cool. What you did. I enjoyed it. And recent, just like it didn't work for you recently. You know, (laughs) I was talking with the director and writer and creator for carousel. And I, yes, I love carousel. I think it's hilarious. I think the writing is great. I think the writing in the first one was far funnier than the second one. The second one was still funny. Like, it was still funny. Absolutely. But the first one just made it for me. And there's been a recent trend on Twitter right now where some dude paused the end of the first movie. And they're all like, man, Tubi really showing its budget. And they pause the very end where the kid gets run over. And and they pause. They pause right at the moment where the car is about to hit the dummy. Like, and they're all like, man, Tubi really showing its budget. And I'm like, first off, it's not a Tubi original. Like, like exactly. this is, this is an this indie. This was made this, far right, before. This is an indie horror film. Tubi. And like the director's coming on saying like, dude, it was a $15,000 budget movie where I paid everybody on cast, excluding myself. I did not pay myself. Like, I don't have real. I, I, he, he had the best comeback for it. He said, we didn't have enough money. Like, what do you want us to do? Like, run over a real kid? I'm not John Landis. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, we, 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 we will look at it that way. Like, budgetary right. reasons and w- the way, you know, they, they did the best with what they had. And some things, I think people should be... Yeah. I just like to be entertained, people. Exactly. And I think sometimes... It, it, it's, it's a weird, like a, a weird hypocritical kind of way to look at it where some people will, they'll trash talk movies for not having like a big budget and looking really poor. But then you look at things where it's stupidly impressive, like Saw, which had what, like a $1.5 million budget or something like that. Maybe. Like yeah. something ridiculously low. And it if was that. And it was great because it was so shocking when it first came out. Oh, yeah. And that's that's the great thing of horror is that you get a lot more bang for your buck and they, they tend to turn a profit exactly. a lot more. Uh, well, All right. I'm off my soapbox. <laughs> soapbox. Well, Bradley, <laughs> please tell the uh, fine folks out there in the podcast universe where they can find you. I'm everywhere, as you, you've heard from the beginning. You can just uh, find the Cinema Guys at wearethecinemaguys.com or follow me on 
Tubi Tuesday on Twitter because that's where I love posting a lot of stuff over there. I I, I think I uh, I hit that a little more than the other things these days, just because I love it. Because I enjoy it. It's what makes you happy. Oh, guys, you can always hit up the Rufos podcast over on Facebook and Instagram. Search for the Rufos podcast over on Twitter. We are at Real Feels Pod. You can also send us an email at realfeelspodcast at gmail.com or you can call the Tooch line 661-376-0030. We'd personally love you to call the Tooch line. We haven't had anybody call the Tooch line over a year. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> But that's just hint, hint. that's just for fun. You can call and tell us which one of your favorite uh, James Wan films is uh, is you know taking there a place up in your heart. Your favorite uh, you know low budget Fast Seven <laughs> Aquaman. It could be you know you never know. <laughs> your favorite thing up on Tubi that's low budget. Brad and I will definitely probably nod and maybe gush over a little bit. But guys, thank you for joining us for this. What are you watching? Please be on the lookout over on the socials for the upcoming episode of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, which was my pick for anthropological films. Until next time, you're the realist. You're the feelist. Close enough. (laughs) Thank you, Bradley. (laughs) (laughs) I always always start sweating when it gets to this point. Crap, do I say it right? Do I say it wrong? I didn't get it.